Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mr. Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. <laughs> Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself, and this is the podcast for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. And you gotta love the internet, although you have to be so careful anymore. Whatever you put up there on social media stays there for the rest of your life. But I found that Walter Winchell uh, announcement before he started his show years and years and years ago, one of our... Uh, a great friend and listener, Arthur, reminded me in some ways this is what I do for about 30 minutes. I give you all of the news in the cruise and travel industry. I don't do it like he did. I don't have that, you know. Mr. Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. That, like, ticker tape kind of a sound here. I have more like my head is just ticker taping because, boy, oh, boy, did we party. Did we party, oh, boy, last night after the show. I performed yesterday in the afternoon, the C-Day matinee. Once again, I have to say, uh, by the way, welcome to the podcast. I'm the podcaster. You're the podcastee, and that, of course, is the official mascot of this Tuesday train wreck. I have to say, once again, congratulations to the Brain Trust at Oceana and also our captain, Captain uh, Breitches. They, as I mentioned, decided to not go around the bottom of New Zealand and go to the fjords. They decided to turn around from Dunedin and go the other way and go through, I believe it's Cook Strait or something like that, into the Tasman Sea, the upper part of the Tasman Sea. It is a beautiful sunny day. It is very windy. We are rolling just a little bit, just enough that you have to hold on to the rail and, you know, be careful. But we're not hitting, you know, these gale force winds that we're, not, we're supposed to have like 24-foot seas going the other way. So smart. I am so grateful. It's our second of three sea days to uh, arrive in Sydney. We'll be there day after tomorrow. Early now. Originally, they said 10 a.m., but I think we're making very, very good time. You know, they have to kind of guess, depending on the, 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 the seas and the swell, Sometimes you have to go slow. Sometimes you can goose it. And they did. So there you go. So, so far, so good. Just a little bumpy. I did have the matinee show yesterday. And then a couple of pops after the show. Then the Oceana Club party. You must make an appearance when you're one of the stars of the cruise line. Not me, the wife. Uh, so I was there with some pals, some people that could get me in trouble. And then I had dinner with two fabulous couples, uh, really spectacular, from uh, California. And both great people. One, a retired criminal court judge who was one of my stand-up students. Uh, who st- he used to run the Department of Corrections in California. So many really cool jobs that we talked about. And the other gentleman, well, one was a nurse, one was a doctor. Very, very educated people. And I was already in the bag, but they loved me anyway. 
<laughs> we had a good time. Then I went to see the show, a country guy from uh, down there in Australia, country music, very enjoyable. Then we went upstairs. You know, you're on a roll. You got to roll with it. You got to go with it. Upstairs I go, and there's that crazy Australian on board, Peter, big guy from the outback. I mean, this kind of guy that picks up cattle, puts them on the truck. And he's not happy because I won't dance with my wife because I didn't feel like dancing. This son of a gun picked me up. I'm not light. Picked me up, dead weight, carried me to the dance floor. What am I supposed to do as a guest, right? I looked at him. I go, you know, that's actually the physical assault where I come from. And he just looked at me and growled. And I went, never mind. So all true stories. Great time. Working again uh, tomorrow, tomorrow uh, on the last C day, I do have another matinee with a workshop where I will talk about why was that funny or why wasn't that funny or what's wrong with you people. And we'll see how that works out. The email for this extravaganza, the Drake podcast at gmail.com, the Drake podcast at gmail.com. And uh, well, let's get to it. All right, get used to that. Get used to it. So, because as long as our United States Navy is in the middle of the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden and the Suez Canal catching bullets from these Iranian-backed whack jobs, as long as that's happening, I will always play Anchors Away. Uh, this one's another bad story. A police-flagged British registered cargo vessel. They've abandoned the ship. It got hit two or three times this time, and they were carrying very dangerous fertilizer. And uh, so they ju- they bet now armed forces are there, but they can't catch everything. They can't catch everything. And for every one they shoot at these non-combatants, these idiots, uh, they fire on U.S. and U.K. and, and other forms of uh, naval people. Um But, you know, well, it's just crazy, and it really is. And hold on a minute here. I have another. Hold on. We have to have this. Can you hear it? Hi-O Silver. Yes, indeed, the the European Union is coming to our rescue. You know, as I've said, the U.K. and the U.S. have been there dealing with this for how many weeks now? And finally, those lard asses in the European Union finally decided to get involved now. And they are sending uh, Naval Force Operation Aspidus. I even know what that means. As, like Aspidus um, on Monday. According to uh, the European Commission President Ursula, nobody should be in charge of, mar- of wartime equipment named Ursula. Ursula von der Leyen. Excuse me. Uh, it's, not, it's not, not the kind of uh, podcast. She's von der Leyen. Well, maybe she is. Maybe she is. I don't know. According to uh, Ursula, Europe will ensure freedom of navigation in the Red Sea, working alongside our international partners. Here's what's going to happen, Ursula. You'll do what we damn well tell you. You come late to the party, you sit in the corner, there's no chairs. All of a sudden, they're going to get involved. France is going to send something. Germany's already sent it. Italy's going to send cannolis, one or two ships. Belgium, they're going to sell. They're going to send, send some waffles and maybe a ship. Meanwhile, the U.S. and the U.K., what are they doing? Firing off million-dollar missiles every time you turn around. Uh, but they're here. They're, thank goodness gracious, boy. Play that sound effect just one more time if I could find the button. He's having a rough morning. 
That's it. The European Union to the rescue. I don't know about you, but I feel better already. My goodness, politics. According to uh, somebody here, a speedest vest. Uh, I didn't look this up. If you have time, look it up. It must be some kind of fancy name for, like, dagger or sword or whatever. A speedest, just whatever. You, whatever. You're late. You're late. You don't get to give yourselves fancy names. According to the somebody here, uh, the, the operational command center will be in the Greek city of Larissa. What the hell is that about? They, uh, uh, they're going to be in, what, somebody's cousin got a hotel there and needs to fill it up? In the Greek city of Larissa, and they will have orders. Are you ready for this? They can only fire on the hoodies, no blowfish, if they get fired on first. <laughs> uh, you know that that happened, right? Because there are a bunch of crazy socialists who believe that violence is not the answer and that we can no negotiate with the hoodies, no blowfish. We can sit down with the Yemenites and the Hezbollahs, the Hezbollahs, whatever they are, and we can have a cup of coffee and talk about it. What's the problem here, boys? Did you, well, your mother didn't love you? Were you breastfed by your father? What's going on? Anyway. So these poor guys, they have, well, that's what we're doing now. I mean, we've been doing that all along. When I say we, I, you know, the United States military, the U.K. military, the Navy, the, they wait to get shot out. Now we are, we're going in, whacking them left and right. I mean, we're nailing them now. What choice do we have? This went on for weeks. I know you're tired of hearing about it. I don't care. I'm playing it every day. Some people are going to download this and skip the meat. This is the meat. Ladies and gentlemen, ships at sea. Follow-ups. We have some follow-ups today. A uh, friend of mine was on MSC Mira Vigular in the Yacht Club. Nothing but rave reviews about the Yacht Club. First of all, I won't tell you the price, but they got a very good price. They had a very good. Their own restaurant, their own pool, their own lunch buffet, their own everything. As I've said, you live above the riffraff, then you go down below. He loved the production shows, the activity down below, but then you go up top where you live. You live and look down. The live and look down, that's the future of cruising now on big ships will be that area, that private area where you pay a lot to have your, never mind. Um, and, uh, but he said, good, but would he go down below? No. Announcements in Chinese, that was annoying. A lot of, uh, well, what did I tell you? Look, MSC is going to take whatever credit card is available. They have bills to pay, even though I, you know, no one knows how they make money, but they're making money. I'm told it's because of all their, they're the number two shipping uh, company in the world, and so that's where it comes from. So there you go. Uh, you know, the idea of the Yacht Club, the Haven, the retreat, there was always Queen's Grill on Kennard. Now everybody's copying that. Really, Frank Del Rio, and this isn't a kiss thing, he was one of the first to recognize uh, on Norwegian Cruise Line. That was the answer. That was the answer for for mediocre service and food as they took over the company. Have one area that was just you know, top drawer. So follow up on Vista. Uh, another uh, a listener and friend was on Vista and also weighed in, so to speak, on Ember. They ate an Ember and they had the fish and chips. And the fish and chips are made with sea bass, not some cheap white fish. It's, they, were made with, and they said they were tremendous. Uh, his wife had the scallops. They were perfectly prepared. He also sent me a note to tell me David Shannon was on there. My friend David Shannon, the Les Mis Phantom of the Opera guy, and he said he was terrific. Great voice and, and a patter about his experiences. So that sets me up to remind everybody 
that David will be at the Willow Theater in Boca Raton, darling. He's in Boca. Everybody in Boca, you should go see my friend David. David Shannon, he was, oh, my God, theater guy. He was a wonder. He was for years uh, Cameron McIntosh's guy. Every time there's a new show, get a hold of Shannon. Now he lives in the United States. So he's, a, he's, he's disconnected from the West End theater world. Uh, he's enjoying life outside of Nashville where he has chickens. This guy was the Phantom of the Opera, and now he has chickens. Don't even get me started, but he loves it. Anyway, he'll be at the Willow Theater, Boca Raton. Just Google Willow Theater. He's there March 8th, 9th, and 10th. A matinee on Sunday for you old people, so you don't have to drive. Well, you should drive at night. It's dangerous. Also, I want to, you know, these Jackie Lawson cards, I get, uh, they're amazing. And I, I received a wonderful Valentine's card. Thank you, Stephen Ellie. And it was uh, Cupid, obviously Valentine's Day, Cupid firing her arrow at all these big animals. And these big animals were falling in love again. It was almost like when Shaq did the renewal on Carnival. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try to feel an interest. But you watch these cards. How do they do this? I mean, really, I stumbled to put two sentences back to back. They developed these things. You know, th and he, he shot a snake, and suddenly the snake was lovable and... Uh, Really amazing. I'm not going to do a lawyer joke. You know it was there, but I'm not doing it. I'm staying out of it. Wash your hands. Wash your bottle. Look, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, because I was pimping the podcast the last couple of days. Uh, in fact, at my show yesterday, there are sideboards. We have a lot of electronics now uh, on our Oceana ships. Very LED walls. On either side of me was my logo, which is uh, my name w with a red tie, and it says attitude with a tie, which is my attitude, my, uh, it's my act. And then underneath it, I had the duck. I had the duck, Tom Drake's uh, Daily Cruise and Travel in this podcast. So if you're a first-time listener, thanks for uh, joining me. I love uh, uh, I, I love what I do. Also, I'm here to try to stamp out norovirus in my lifetime. So I remind everybody to wash your hands, not just on a cruise ship. Wash them when you go in the supermarket. Okay. Carry sanitizer with you. You know that stuff because it's out there. You don't want to get it. It's a pain in the neck. So uh, happy birthday if today's your birthday. Some choices today. Boy, oh, boy. Not that difficult. I had to announce this. Born on this day was Buffy St. Marie. Remember her? That kind of, uh, I don't know, a Canadian Indian lady that was a folk singer in a I get, what's the word I want? It, not a dissident, but, you know, that kind of stuff. I would normally not mention her, but she was born in Saskatchewan. Canada, and I have to know. I happen to know a couple of nice people. They're from Saskatoon or some tune, Parker Tune, Player Tune nearby. Also, uh, Jay Giles. I thought about uh, Center Centerfold, great song. Kurt Cobain. Nah, I don't want anybody that. No. And uh, Rihanna. It wasn't going to happen. Rihanna wasn't happening on this podcast. No, not happening. Just not my music. So I went old fart. I went old fart with one of the great. Lady singers that, you know what? Yeah, they talked about Whitney used to, Whitney, and they talk about Barbara. But man, this lady had a set of pipes. I see your face in every flower. Your eyes in stars above. It's just the thought of you. You try to guess, aren't you? The very thought of you Quite sultry mm. My love Happy birthday to the great Nancy Wilson 
Nancy Wilson, what a voice. And you just forget. I mean, you know, look, young people are going, who the hell's that? Man, she was just a, a great jazz and sultry type singer. That's how I am. If I'm drunk in karaoke, I'm very sultry. I'm a very sultry karaoke singer. All right, let's get going here. Come on. On this Tuesday, whatever time you're listening to it. Uh, and the tease is, hey, hey, slow down. Slow down a little, will you? Just slow down. My friend Judy sent me this. Two flights, because of uh, high winds, they reached over 800 miles an hour. Two passenger jets. Are they certified for this? I mean, with everything going on, Judy sent a note. I hope the bolts are on tight. Um, one was a United Airlines flight from Newark going to Lisbon. And uh, it reached uh, over 800 miles an hour. The other one was the Virgin flight. Virgin, uh, is it Virgin Atlantic now? Virgin uh, out of Washington, D.C. Uh, and they uh, they got to 838 miles an hour on a Boeing 787 Dreamliner. And the other one, let me see what it was. The other one was uh, also a 787 Dreamliner. Uh, so far, so good. The windshields uh, didn't crack. Everything went well. According to the National Weather Service in the D.C. area, where they track hot air. I mean, there's more hot air. You can figure that out. There are more high winds and hot air in the Washington, D.C. area than anywhere in the country. And according to their, they launched their weather balloon and they just detected the second, second strongest upper level wind ever recorded. And that's with Chuck Schumer out of town. Schumer wasn't even in town. I think Bernie Sanders was there to pick up the pace, uh, pick up the slack. Uh, they put the balloon up to 34,000 feet and the winds peaked at 265 miles an hour. So when you're you have that as a tailwind, you got you have 265 miles an hour up your tail. Whee! <laughs> I have no idea. As uh, Jerry Stiller would say, when I get talking about the National Weather Service and NPR, the hell does that? No mean? idea. That means whatever the hell you want it. There to you know. go. Now you know. I don't know if I like that. I'm, I'm not a good flyer anyway. I don't think I would want to know, although when I have Wi-Fi on a plane, the first thing I do is, is uh, I have that app uh, that, that actually can track the plane and I can see where we're going. I shouldn't because I can see when the bad weather's coming. I know when the bumps are coming. I'm not a good flyer. I stay in the seat, my seat tight. I mentioned we're going to Fiji in a couple of days, right? Well, I got the, uh, uh, the chance to upgrade. We were only doing economy with legroom. And they sent me a note, hey, congratulations, you can upgrade. So I did. And I really thought they were uh, just regular old, you know, first-class seats. But then I looked this morning, and they're lay-flat seats. It's a three-hour and 30-minute flight from Sydney to Fiji. But I can stretch out and take a nice nap. My wife looks at me and goes, it's a three-hour flight, you idiot. How much did you pay for this? I said, you don't want to know. I said, honey, you're worth it. It's our 25th wedding anniversary. Why shouldn't you relax and not to mention, we're not side by side, so she doesn't have to talk to me. She'll be in front of me, I'll be behind her. I can yell over the top, go, you're right up there? She'll go, shut up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bringing the joy to Miami. That's the tease. Bringing the joy to Miami. The Norwegian Joy is back in service after a major refurbishment. 
Now, if you don't know the story of the Joy, it was built in 2017 for China. It was going to be NCL's big deal in China. And I heard through reliable sources that the boss didn't like it. He did not like doing business in China. Good for you, our retired boss. He didn't like it, didn't like any of them. So they pulled it back and they put it in Alaska. But it was still set up kind of for that Chinese market. So it went through a major uh, refurbishment and now it's going to come over from Europe on a uh, or did sailed already from Southampton. Oh, it's coming to Miami and it'll be doing week long cruises uh, out of Miami to the Western Caribbean through April. Uh, and then it's going to New York. It'll be in New York doing New York Bermuda. And, you know, first thing they did is they, they took the observation lounge and replaced it with 24 new balcony staterooms. There you go. Hey, we're about making a living here. You got to pay the bills. You know, none of these cruise lines are rolling in cash right now. They're still trying to recover from the pandemic. But they put in a, a, a spa. They took out all these gaming centers. For China, they had all these video virtual reality kind of thing where you could escape. Uh, because, you know, if you live in China, that's what you want to do anyway. Uh, it's all being replaced with a spa. They took out the laser tag arena. Uh, and they put more owner suites in because they were... The Haven is kicking. The Haven is kicking, and it's not inexpensive. You pay for it. But you know what? If you go to New York, Bermuda, why not? You know, look at the hotel rooms in New York. What does it cost? Stay at the Peninsula in New York. $1,200 a day? Maybe maybe more? Higher than that? So uh, for uh, less than that, you can be up in a massive apartment in the Haven where they're going to kiss your tuchus 24 hours a day, seven days the whole trip. Beautiful. I don't know why you go to Bermuda, to be honest with you. It doesn't flip my switch. Never has. But people, it's, you know, you get out of New York, they're friends. They tell me that all the time. You don't understand how easy it is to get. Uh, yeah, I know. You can get out of New York, come back to New York. It's perfect. That'll be, there'll be mobility scooters, you know, everywhere. They probably have that in the Haven now, their own mobility track. So the Norwegian Joy, back in business. Chair hogs will get a happy not before their towels get yanked. Huh? Oh, a happy note. Chair hog. I can't type. Chair hogs. Here's the deal. Like every major cruise line, Carnival struggles with guests who put their book and their towels down and disappear. They get up at 7 in the morning and they, they get a chair and they don't come back for three hours, two hours. Well, that's got to stop. We have to deal with it here sometimes. What's interesting here is it's not the chairs in the sun. <laughs> because this demographic doesn't sit in the sun. They sit under the overhang, the deck tent overhang. Those are the chairs they want to save. They want to sit in the shade. They want fresh air in the shade. The ones by the pool, you can always get a chair. We have big sun beds. There's always one available. But the ones underneath the overhang, forget it. So what happens is they'll put a note on there. You know, like when in the old days when there weren't parking meters, but you had two-hour parking, three-hour parking, and the meter person... I wouldn't say meter made. The meter person would come along and chalk your tire and then come back three hours later. And if your car's still there, you're getting a ticket. That's what they're doing. They're putting down a piece of paper on your stuff. This is a lot of work. They literally now have to time it. They're going to put that down and say, we'll be back. If it's still here in 40 minutes and you're not, it's gone. And the reason for that is that's 40 minutes. Well, from whenever you already left, let's say you, you, you put it down at 8 o'clock, you go to breakfast, and the pool guy puts the thing down at 8.30. You still have 40 minutes. That's an hour and 10 minutes to eat. You're supposed to do what you're doing and come back. 
You're not supposed to take up the chair all morning. It's called courtesy. You know? And uh, the, the note is very nice. It says, we stopped by at such and such a time and found this chair empty. We hope you're having a great time. But for the benefit of all, we limit how long chairs can be left unattended. At the following time, we will move your stuff to the towel hut for safekeeping. And, it, you know, that's it. Now, John Heald, who has the greatest gig in the world, he's their blog guy. I mean, he was a cruise director, and he got into this long before anybody else. And he has, I don't know how many followers. They Every day, people that sail Carnival, they want to know what John said, just the way here. Every day, people that sail Oceana, they want to know what I'm saying so they can report me. <laughs> so they can tell the office. So they can wrap me out. Oh, I think he said this. No, I didn't. Anyway, uh, according to the policy, shipboard team members monitor the sun lounge usage. And if they observe a seat that contains a towel or personal belongings, but it appears to be unoccupied, they put the notification down there. And if it remains unoccupied, if nobody's there for 40 minutes, then the stuff is removed. And yeah, there you go. It reminds me of a story many, many, many years ago. It's got to be 28 years ago. I'm on the Celebrity Horizon and we had German guests and British guests, German and English. Oh, was it brutal by the pool? Ah, oh, was it brutal by the pool? I mean, fights and arguments and jeez, oh man. And I'm sitting with some guys from Great Britain, and the guy offered me two hundred dollars to do this joke on stage. You might already know it. And I said, all right, tell me the joke. I'll think about it. But I'm not getting fired over two hundred dollars. And the joke is, there's a world beef shortage, so they send an expert around the world to get opinions on how to solve the world beef shortage. And so the guy goes to New York, he meets a guy in the street, he goes, excuse me, sir, but I, can I ask your opinion of the world beef shortage? And the guy said, I didn't know about no beef shortage and I'm busy, leave me alone. He walks away. And he goes to London, he's walking down the street and London stops the gentleman on the street and says, excuse me, sir, could you offer your opinion on the world beef shortage? And the, the British guy goes, I didn't know there was a world beef shortage. Oh, my God, we have to have a study. He was always concerned and caring. And he went to Germany, and he sees a guy in the street. He goes, excuse me, sir, but could you tell me your opinion on the world beef shortage? And the German guy said, what's excuse me? <laughs> I didn't do the joke. It wasn't worth $200. Are you serious? I was not going to do it. So if you're on, this is every major cruise line now. It's a major problem. People lack courtesy they don't care you know i paid that's my chair and obviously just like overhead compartments on major airplanes there's not enough chairs for everybody if everybody goes to the pool at once the cruise line's in trouble not you know it is what it is you, you use it for a while so if you you gotta sit there you can't get up and go all right are you ready for this the guru got it wrong say what i said the guru got it wrong say what I've been waiting for this a story about the Port of Barcelona so I could make this correction. I wasn't going to just do it. Um, but I talked in the past about the fact they're moving the ships out of uh, downtown Barcelona. And I was under the impression they were moving them from these beautiful terminals that they built. And I was wrong. There are two places that you can dock ships in Barcelona. One is right next to a very, very nice uh, high-rise hotel where we stay usually uh, because most of the time Oceana docks there because it's a smaller ship. And the bigger ships, the Mega Mother, Sea Godzillas, the Greyhound with Life Jackets, they dock. You can see it from my window. It's not far. It's over a bridge. It's 10 minutes by bus. For I walk it. I actually walk. If we do dock in the big terminals, I walk over the bridge and walk into the city myself. 
But where we sometimes do, Doc, you can just literally walk out of the terminal and walk right down to Las Ramblas. And that's where they're moving the ships from. They don't want the ships right there. They want them down at these amazing brand new terminals. That's why I was stunned. I'm thinking, you guys just built these. What are you going to do now? Have like a Spanish flea market? You're not selling water because you have a drought. Well, anyway, they announced that last year, uh, more than 3 million cruise passengers uh, visited Barcelona and uh, with hundreds of cruise calls. And they expect even more uh, next year, well over that, close to 4 million people. And they're they're not chasing the ships the way I said it. I got it. I got it wrong. Okay, so say what? There you go. Um, I'll get sued for that one. So if you are going to Barcelona on a ship, you're gonna dock. It you can walk it, um, but there are shuttle buses that you know run uh, back and forth, and they'll drop you at the other terminal, and you can walk from there into Los Ramblos. So it isn't as drastic as I made it out to be, and I do offer my apology for that. You know, I, I try to be as accurate as possible when I'm sober. Ah, oh, we haven't heard this name in a while. What say Limcocte? What say, by the way, this is a, a meatloaf Tuesday. I mean, I really had, I spent five hours. I went through all of my emails. I, I looked at Travel Weekly, Cruise Industry News, Cruise Hive, Sea Trade Cruise News, AOL Travel, CNN Travel, Your Mother's Travel, trying to find anything that would interest me. Because if it doesn't interest me, I'm not talking about it. Because uh, if it doesn't interest me, why would it interest you? I mean, that's why I threw a joke in. I might have to do that all this week. Throw a joke in. Hey, you're a comedian. They, they thought I was funny yesterday. Very funny guy. Oh, people coming up to me. What, I'm a big star. I said, well, you know, I work crystal too. Uh, Resort World Cruises will be the first international cruise line to a home port in Jakarta, Indonesia. Strike up the band. All right, this is the, this is, you know, Lim Day. First time listeners, I'll go briefly. He owned... At one point, Genting Hong Kong owned Norwegian Cruise Line, screwed it up six ways from Sunday, sold half of it to smart people. Eventually, it went public, and he was totally out of it, and he took the money and bought Crystal Cruise Lines. He already owned Dream Cruises and uh, uh, Resorts World, and they operated in Asia and differently than the U.S. market. That's what he didn't get. And he also got crazy and bought two shipyards and oh, planes or whatever. He's a billionaire. And pandemic wreaked havoc on everybody. And he decided the answer was to screw 30,000 people out of their money by not paying the bills and not paying people back for the cruises they didn't get to take. And then restarted. He owns Resort World's, uh, cruise, uh, Resort World's casinos, the big one in Las Vegas. He owns 11 of them. He's a billionaire. He could have saved those companies, but he chose not to. And he restarted another one. And it's Resort World Cruises, uh, the same as his casinos. And they're going to operate out of Jakarta. That's a hell of a come down. It's a hell of a come down from being the guy that owned Crystal Cruises to, to shuttling a bunch of people out of Jakarta on cruises that start at $64 per person, sharing a room. Um, and, you know, you know what you're going to get, whatever. And I normally I wouldn't. Even mention them, but I didn't have another story. So, travel travelers can embark from the port of uh, Tanjung Priok in Jakarta with a maiden voyage. This is like you know, this is like a Bahamas paradise before before Margaritaville at sea took it over. By the way, I didn't cover the story, but Margaritaville at sea is launching this massive trade initiative to get the word out about you know their second ship coming out of Tampa. 
wow, they were. I think they were making money out of West Palm Beach doing those two day back and forth. You know, kind of a booze cruise with Jimmy Buffett music. Now somebody's got somebody's ear. Somebody with a checkbook is like, hey, if we do this and do that and do this, it sounds like something I would organize. Anyway, good luck to Limcock Fay and Michael Go, who runs Resort World Cruises. And good luck to anybody that gives them their credit card. I hope you actually get to go on the cruise. I am short today. I don't have to look to know it. I can feel it. Sometimes I can feel it. No way. No way, Ray. No way. I'm at 30 minutes, 31 minutes. Say what? Wow. You know what? I didn't feel it. So that meant, that means to me there was some energy to it today. There was some, whatever that means. And some beautiful music by Nancy Wilson. And we covered some good stories today. Nothing great. I mean, the Norwegian Joy out of New York. Hey, I got to tell you. Look, my friend liked the Yacht Club at MSC. They rave about the Haven on Norwegian. More money. Say prayers for our our guys in the Navy and our guys flying those fighter jets. And you know what? As the senior defense official said the other day, it's not as easy as it looks. I have a feeling, and I hate to even say this out loud, Please, if you're Iran, don't set us up by they firing these stuff from Radio Shack and we're knocking them down. And then they're going to roll out one that we might not catch. And if it hits, it changes everything. That guy in the Oval Office, he better grow a pair in a hurry. Stop pushing us around. We're the nicest people in the world. We send the money. We send the supplies. We send the bullets. We bend over for everybody. Stop jerking us around. Otherwise, take them out. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, have a good Tuesday. I intend to have dinner again. That's what I do. I get paid to have dinner with guests. A fabulous group of people tonight. And uh, tomorrow, a show and more dinner. And then we'll be in Sydney. I'm looking at suitcases right now. See you tomorrow. You shut up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.